New Year, everyone, and welcome back to the Lifestyle Regulars podcast, extra large opinions from regular sized dudes and dudettes. The podcast is coming to you today sounding a little bit differently. I'm your host today, and my name is Florence. You may remember me as the guest from the Masculinity episode previously this season. I hope that you all had a COVID-safe Christmas and New Year's celebration with your family and only five of your closest friends. Today on the pod, we have Lifestyle Regular Leo. Hello. And also joining us today is our special guest, avid listener, honourable friend of the show and friend in real life, Kaveh Fagani. Hey. Kaveh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you came to hear about the podcast. Friends. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to be on the show. Um... Long-time listener, big-time advocate. First-time first, caller. First-time caller, first-time guest. Um, yeah, I've heard of the show through our good friend, um, the Richard Dane. And the Richard one and Dang, only. The one and only. And he started the podcast and, um, yeah, it was just telling me about it and it sounded pretty interesting. I always think we all kind of related to it as well because it's all something we experience, you know, having migrant parents. And, um, yeah, so... It's exciting that the podcast actually took off and you guys are doing it and it's great to be on the show. Well, today's topic is friendship, specifically how our friendships have changed as we've gone through our first friendships in preschool and primary school, to navigating high school friendships, to juggling friends and making new ones in university, work and beyond. So who are your friends? How do you define a friend? Is it the people you have on Facebook? The people you've included in your close friend story group on Instagram? Are they the people that you see occasionally at a house party? With COVID-19 placing restrictions on the people we can and cannot responsibly see, I'm sure that we've all been forced to take a big look at our ever-changing friendship circles and whether when it comes to friendship, is it quality or quantity that matters? So the first thing I want to talk to you guys is the idea of friends in inverted commas. Mm. and real friends, the people right. that you would consider your close friendship circle that you would kind of talk to them about life issues that you've got going on or that you would call for help in situations. You know, there's like ride and die sort right. of yeah, yeah, friends. Yeah. yeah, definitely. How would you distinguish between the two, a true friend and then a friend sort of, yeah, he's my mate, but friendship doesn't go beyond that title of, yeah, he's my friend. Mm. How would you distinguish between the two? I think there's a lot that can be covered here, but for mm. me, when it comes to the inverted comma friends mm. versus real friends, it's how vulnerable you can be with them. Um, so inverted comma friends, I feel like I probably can't reach out to them and talk about if I'm about to break up or my close family member has passed away. I need support. Like it's that kind of really deep emotional support that you need um and real friends this is really hard to discuss i to say air quotes yeah just say like friends, friends. and then true friends yeah true friends yeah true friends i think is what you really need in that kind of time but i think when it comes to inverted common friends <laughs> is it what is it just friends yeah friends friends um, in passing friends in passing um it's often, I think, just someone that you can just hang out with, have a chat with, and it's kind of like having a good time. Not necessarily like someone that you would be reaching out to when it's a bad time. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm the same as Lou. I think friends are people who I know and know me, but don't really know a lot about me. And if I want to distinguish between true friends or close friends versus just friends, um, it'd be people that I think I feel 
I can be vulnerable around and comfortable opening up to. Um, because yeah, I think I just, it's not natural for me to open up to people that I don't know too well. So mm. if I do, it's usually a sign that you are a good close friend. Do you think that your personality type, so whether or not you're an introvert or an extrovert, uh, dictates whether or not you're able to become like a true friend to someone very easily so i'm gonna have a go and i reckon florence you are an introvert yes i would say i'm an introvert i think i'm an introvert i can be extroverted if i need to be but Mm. i'm more comfortable being an introvert 100 percent. how much do you lean more towards each way if you like put a percentage on it i Mm. would say i'm 70 percent introvert Okay. Yeah, 30. Actually. Right. Is that okay. right, Matt? Yeah, that's right, Matt. <laughs> 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 yeah, like 65, 70. <laughs> In your head. 65, 70% introvert. Yeah. Um, I'm not super comfortable with talking to new people. Right. Um, but I think once I start, it's okay. But I feel like I've been making an active effort to try and branch out a little Have bit you? further. How come? Just getting old, you know? Just got to make more friends. Than <laughs> make more friends. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. What about you? That? Um, extrovert, introvert. Um, I'm. I say I lean more towards extrovert, but it's gone down over time. I think I'm right. If I had to you're put becoming this, less of an extrovert. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I'm starting to f- enjoy my own time. Mm. Yeah. So sixty percent extrovert. If I had to put a number on it. Yeah. Sweet. I actually thought you were like ninety percent extrovert at yeah. some point in your yeah. life, and yeah. that's probably like when you were on exchange or before exchange yeah. around yeah. there. I'd say um, that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm apparently an extrovert, but I thought I was a bit more introverted. Mm-hmm. I'm apparently an extrovert too, but I don't agree with that. Yeah. But I, I feel like I can turn it on and turn it off quite easily. Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a title that you place on yourself anyway. So mm. it doesn't mean that much, but I can see you being more, Leah, you being slightly more um, introverted and introspective and, and have more qualities that pertain to introverts. That's funny because I think I really shit at introspecting. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Like really hard to think about what I have opinions about and what my opinions are. So even for this episode, like I found it very hard to think about what it is that friendships mean to me. But yeah, I think extroverted versus introverted is like how much time you're able to spend on a prolonged basis with a social setting, right? So in response to your question, like is extrovert or introvert, um, being extrovert or introverted, um, more easy for you to make friends or not i think being extroverted is going to naturally make you more inclined to make more friends because you're going to be hanging out with more different people in wider social settings but doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to make more real friends i think i think you'll make more inverted comma friends friends in passing friends in passing yeah whereas introverted people i feel you are more selective about the people you might spend your time with and therefore you'll make more real friends. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm the exact oh yeah, I'm the exact same <laughs> thing. Well, I'd say I lean more towards extroversion and to be more specific, I'd say I'm quite friendly and open around new people and I also really enjoy spending time with new people as well. Mm. So, yeah, I do find it quite easy to <laughs> to meet people, I guess. I don't know, I just think it's like I like talking to new people and I gain lots of energy around people as well. So, yeah, I really enjoy awesome. spending time with others. That said though, the downside is that I do find it harder to connect and make closer friendships because sometimes they can be quite surface level and not as um, deep or meaningful. Um, Yeah. I totally empathize with that. 
I think the big thing is how do you go from being that surface level friend and passing to uh, that true friendship? Is it that how, how do you break down those walls of vulnerability? Is it that you have to have had something like a shared experience between the two of you or is it sort of like that right place, right time? Something's happened to you or something's happened to them and you just happened to be there to be a sounding board. Like if you guys kind of reflect on your own friendships now, your close friends, how did you guys mm. get to that point from just being friends and passing based on common interests to real friends? Yeah, for for me it was definitely time. Okay, like right place, spending, right time. Yeah, shared experiences, shared time together. Um, I don't say I don't think I would open up to someone if I'd known them for less than a few weeks, um, just because mm. I am quite a. Uh, not that open of a person about personal stuff. So, <clears throat> yeah, just spending more time with someone, getting to know them on a deeper level before I feel truly comfortable with them. But then after you reach a certain point, you definitely just reach a stage where you're both quite comfortable around each other. And then I'd say once I break down those initial wars that I have with everyone, then it's quite easy to make close friendships with that person. But, yeah, to answer your question, just shared time together I think is super important. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. Definitely the shared time together. But um, in extension to that, I think you can't just spend time together and become close friends personally. Like I spend a lot of time with my workmates. Well, not workmates, sorry, colleagues. And they're not someone that I would definitely like open up to, um, even though they probably spend more of their time with me than they're with their wives and kids. We kind of had a joke, in-joke. <laughs> um, me personally, I think... My friends have been someone that I've been really derpy with, like mm. really, really stupid with. Yeah. And that's someone that you would be able to talk about, you know, anything about because you're just so vulnerable in front of them. Like, you don't, not someone that you would be um, putting up like a facade with, um, which you would be doing with colleagues, I reckon, um, most of the time. So I think, yeah, like just being so real and so stupid. Like, that's kind of how I got close to my friends, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. I think it's more of a right place, right time. Because I think you could mm. you could know someone for a very long time, but if you don't, if nothing's happened for you to need to break down those walls in order to kind of just sound out whatever's happening in your life, you're never going to get to that point anyway. Yeah, actually, it's that's very a much a, yeah. Because something has to have happened, and they just have. It has to be like a perfect combination, a perfect storm of things yeah. to happen for you to need to share information with someone else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you see, do you get what I'm I get what I mean? Yeah. I am leaning more towards your philosophy as well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like for example, what you were saying with yep. work colleagues. So mm. I've got work colleagues. This is at my previous job. Um, someone who I was friends with. Anyway, we, were, we got along very well. We had common interests, blah, blah, blah. And then one day while I was waiting for her to come to work, she had got into a car accident. And then she made it to work in the end, but she was, like, crying and it was just right place, right time. I was the only one at work at the time. Mm. And then she, that's how we became closer friends. I wouldn't mm. say we became true friends. We are true friends now, but we became closer friends and it was just we, like, leveled up sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> we leveled up and it's, like, right. each time something happens <clears> – <throat> She knew, for example, next time something happens, I could talk to Florence about that because we've had that ah, shared experience. Yeah. I've yeah, cried yeah. in front of her and, like, sobbed my eyes out because someone mm. teed her car Yeah, sort of thing. I think it has to be the right place, right time. Yeah. Obviously, personality, you have to have that kind of surface 
friendship to start with, yep. but mm. it's right place, right time. Do you guys think that you can manufacture that right place, right time? So, okay, that kind of sounds... What do you mean by manufacture? That, sound, that sounds really off. Yeah, I know what you mean. But can you make a proactive effort to open up to yeah. someone and therefore have that kind of experience with them? Uh, that makes sense. So, like, yeah, yeah, I like, get what you mean. Yeah. Like, can you accelerate that process? Had she not been in a car accident, mm-hmm. would there have been a way for you both to still have been close friends? Yeah. Um, and if so, like, how would you do it? So, yeah. just like, just one day just have a massive DNM with her or would it just be a case of- I think of- you can because you think about, this is a strange example, but you think about all those like late night house parties, how it's always yeah. just in the end, like two people lying on the floor having a DNM. Yeah. Is that not accelerating? <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. I reckon Nothing's happened. No one's yeah. been in a car accident, but yeah. you're still, you come out of that way stronger friends than mm. someone you just like met and you had a drink with. Yeah. Your friends yeah. With. I would say you can manufacture it. Awesome. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, um, and in parallel to that, I yeah. think I've had a lot of um, or in-car conversations. You know, like when you give someone a lift or someone gives you a lift home, hmm. you just talk. You're like, I was about to head out, but actually, yeah. that's a good conversation. Like, let's have a chat. And then we just talk for like hours and hours on end. Yeah. And that really, um, that really feels to me like one of the most accessible ways to yeah. accelerate that. It's definitely harder for male friendships as well. Because it's harder to have like a, a conversation one on one. At least I find across most different males, my male friendships. Um, but there are definitely ways to break it down a little bit. So, like a common tip is, like you said, just drive in a car, yep. both look forward and both be doing something, but also have a chance to talk about stuff that is personal. 100%. Um, Would you guys say that you have a lot of close friends? So, at, at the top of the podcast, I mentioned like what matters is it quality or quantity do you yeah would you say that you've got a lot of close quality friends because i think with covid it made a lot of people just think about like my circle has become so much smaller because i can't see people i can't socialize face to face so a lot of people have had to resort to you know video chats or actively reaching out to someone to make sure that they're okay would you say that you've got a lot of those friends um, like a, a wider circle of friends or do you think that you've realized that with age that circle is becoming increasingly smaller and you're being more yeah. selective with your friends uh the latter part's definitely true i think that with age you're definitely going to start to cut some people loose like you can't be friends with everyone you were friends with the university like it's just there's so many people there um i think i do have quite a few close friends and i think covid really reinforced that because it made you reflect on hey who are actually my close friends and who do i want to message um and it made you appreciate those people a lot more especially when you were trapped in your house for like six months straight by yourself yeah. thinking fuck i wish i could just see leo in person yeah um what about yeah. me and phones in person <laughs> although i see you every sunday so <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that bad um yeah i think yeah it really accelerated that quality of friendship is important um more so than quantity, I think. Mm. Yeah. So, back in like high school and university, I reckon I had quantity over quality. Like my friends would joke about me having to walk from the um, upper campus to lower campus and taking like an hour because I just mm. keep stopping and stopping. But like, that was really fun for me because I had a lot of friends from outside my own high school. So, like Cav, for example, like he was from Balco. And I met him, I think it was like at Battle of the Bands. Yep. Probably the first time I met you. Yep. 
yeah, like I would be able to have this one place where all my friends come together somehow and it's like amazing. And then you introduce friends to your other friends. But that was for the most part, I guess, quantity. Now I really do want to work more on the quality side of things. And I think, like you said, you referred to Kev, um, the COVID um, situation is really elucidating that. I am not one that reaches out that much to my friends. Like I kind of just go through my messenger and just respond to messages, but don't really make new ones. That makes sense. And maybe that's just the way my personality is, but that doesn't really make um, for high quality friendships, I think. So there's something that I need to work on. What do you reckon, Florence? I think definitely in school or not so much university, but definitely in school, all your friendships were based on convenience. Mm. The fact that you saw them five times a week. Mm. And if you weren't in class, you had recess and lunchtime to like, you know, sit on the oval, play football, sit in the sun and just chat. It was purely convenience. Um, And I think you saw a lot that it was convenience once you, especially for me, going from high school to university and not going to one of the main universities, like not to UCID or to New South, where it was still, you're still in a bubble. Your bubble's increased because you meet new people and you meet all of their friends. Um, but so I went to University of Sydney, but at the Cumberland campus. Mm-hmm. So essentially I repeated yeah. high school twice. <laughs> it, right next door. Yeah, absolute <laughs> shithole. And if you went to Borco, Borco was next to a TAFE and so was Cumberland campus. It was next to a TAFE. Oh, no. Yeah. Across the road from a cemetery as well, the biggest cemetery in the sub- <laughs> southern hemisphere. Is that Rookwood? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. around there. Yeah. It was the across the road cemetery. from there. Yeah. yeah so we used to always joke, like, for anatomy lab, they just went across the road and, like, dug up cadavers <laughs> for us to cut up. <laughs> um, so for me, I no longer had the cushion of convenience for friendships. Mm, yeah. If I wanted to make friends with people, I really, really had to put in the effort. Yeah. Um. So I found that the older I got, I just I value my time too much now. The older I get, the more valuable my time becomes and the more I find that my friendships with people aren't so much based on having the same um, common interests. Like, yep. sure, that's how they might start, but it very much becomes on based on how um, whether or not we share common, I guess, ideals or philosophies. Values. And values, yeah, yep. values. So I think yep. with COVID... I subconsciously in my head kind of cut out a lot of people Mm. just based on what I was seeing on social media. So I was very stressed during COVID being um, an allied health worker, having a lot of like stress of like I still have to go into work, see kids face-to-face. I'm coming home to my parents who aren't the healthiest. Um, So during COVID going on Instagram, seeing people who were like still seeing each other, or still like hanging out and not taking it as seriously as I was taking it, in my head I kind of shut off my friendship to them. Obviously, like we'd still be friendly. I'm not going to be like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, no. Straight up savage. (laughs) I'm not going to be like, you're a piece of shit. But in my head I was like, oh, that's (laughs) (laughs) In my head I was just like, oh, there's just a little like notch against your name and maybe... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the blacklist. Yeah, or it's just like a dartboard with your face in it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> just take it every single night. <laughs> Those voodoo dolls. Gotcha, motherfucker. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, there's always things in life. For me, it was COVID where I was just 
a lot of my values don't necessarily, or my values at this point in life don't align with other people. And maybe that just means that we're never going to be the same level of friendship as someone else. Yeah. But did your, did your values ever change? I think my values, not so much, like, it's not like a radical change. It's just, I've become more passionate about some things than other things. More grounded. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think that's because of your profession or your exposure to that profession? Yes, I would say so. So my profession being in healthcare, working with kids, so education is a big thing for me. Mm. Um, disability is a big thing. As a disability advocate, that's a big thing for me. Mm. Um, politically, I think with everything happening in the States, um, I think that that's becoming a big thing. I think for everyone, everyone's becoming a little bit more conscious or even like environmentally conscious. Yeah, I think agreed. you don't necessarily think about it and think like, this is my values, these are what I'm going to stand for. But you just, over time, you start to just see things that other people are posting and you just think, oh, that doesn't necessarily sit quite right with me. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's not like it's not like I've got a dartboard, like you said. <laughs> but it's just something <laughs> <laughs> It's just something that you kind of have in the back of your mind of, oh, that's, okay, this is what this person values. It's not necessarily aligned with me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how I've kind of sifted through my friendships. I think over time yeah. it's becoming more and more like that. Question for you both. Yeah. Do you feel like you have enough friends and are you happy with the number of friends you have? Enough friends? I think so. Like, well, actually for me it's a bit different. Um, it's not really about enough friends, but it's, for me I think it's about friendship group i was always the floater in high school yeah and you would be <laughs> <laughs> so cab knows <laughs> tell me why you think i would be i want to hear this why do i think you'd be a floater yeah um i think you're a very agreeable person and you don't like saying no to people mm. and if someone said leo can you come hang out with me this night you would never say no to that <laughs> and as a result totally like just so many events yeah yeah like, i can imagine you a 21st season being like god yeah, <laughs> every single bit of a mess out. Yeah, yeah yeah um you're so right i think i'm not opinionated enough to kind of stick to one group that makes sense like yeah. um and during high school like, i just had a lot of friends I'm not sure if they're true friends or how you classify as true friends there were a few true friends but they would be in different friendship groups yeah so i wouldn't be able to kind of select one were those friends that you made based on common interests like how did you come to know so many people who become so social i don't know like they weren't really necessarily common interests. Like some of them I'll be playing games with, playing basketball with. Um, they're just cool people. Mm. Just wanted to get to know cool people and have fun. That's pretty much it. Like I, I don't, I personally try to introspect this, but I don't think there was any kind of like alignment of interest that's so explicit. I just like picked a few that I thought were really um, someone that I click with. And they just happened to be in different friendship groups and they were different cliques. So I would kind of like speak with maybe one or two from one group, one from another, three from another, and that would just be my friends. But it would never be like a friendship circle. Yeah. But then I I found it really weird because so many other friends would be in their own friendship group. Yeah. And 
it'll be so easy for them during you know when they're going to um to uh, host a wedding, for example, because they would know who their good um best man is. They would know who the other guys are, and they would be. I think that's that. a good test of if you were to get married, who would you pick to be your best, yeah. like your groom's party or your bride's party? I think that's a very good, yeah. Um, yeah. measure of who are your close friends that you would want to share that special moment with. Exactly. That's so I think true. that is my challenge more than do I have enough friends or not. Right. It's more about who is that? Who's that in core a circle. circle? In a circle. Ladies yes. in a yeah. circle. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? I would say I feel like I've got a lot of friends, like different circles of friends, but with those different circles of friends I have, I feel like it's very um, compartmentalized. Mm. Like with certain friends, I will talk about certain things with like each friendship group serves a different purpose for me. Yeah. Mm. Um, in terms of those core friendships, I actually don't know if I would say I have a lot of close friends. I think I've got a few. There's definitely a few that I would talk about like important, important stuff with. Um, but I don't, upon reflection, I don't think that my core circle is as big as I would have initially thought. I think, yeah. I think when you think about this, you can go into like sort of a, a spiral because yeah. you yeah. think, oh, I would, I have so many friends, but when you actually break it down, who would I talk about? Like, for example, if there was like a big medical issue yeah. in your family, right. in yourself, who would you actually talk about that with? <coughs> I think you can break it down and then if you just keep going and keep going, you effectively are just whittling down that friendship group. Yeah, definitely. That's so true. That's also up to you on how vulnerable you are as a person. Mm. Like if you're a person who's very closed off, you can be quite tough to talk about difficult things with. Does having a smaller friendship group bother you or are you content with your quality of friendships that you're not worried about, hey, I need to get X number of friends, I need this many people in my party? I think it used to bother me. Um, I don't think it bothers me as – I don't think it will never not bother me. Like I think mm. you've got to be a really, really self-assured and confident person for it to never bother you. Yeah. Um, I think it doesn't bother me as much as it used to just because I feel like as a person I'm quite – like I'm okay on my own sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean <laughs> – to be like, I don't need other people. But I feel like, at least for me, I feel like I've made it this far with X, Y, and Z happening to me and I've been yeah. okay. Like, I'm not drowning. Yeah, definitely. Or I'm not, okay, yeah. I don't feel like I'm being smothered by the pressure of trying to keep everything to myself. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. I feel like for me anyway, that's a mm. measure of whether or not like I need to reach out to other people if I'm not coping on my own. Yeah. Like, that's sort of my measure. Yeah. So your measure is more of a need than a want? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't that's think fair. I don't think friendships should be on a wants basis, because then kind of going back to what we were saying about can you manufacture a relationship with someone? Yeah. Yes, you can manufacture it, but at the end of the day, like what good is that? Yeah. Because mm. then it's that quality over quantity yeah. argument again. Yeah. So, sorry if I use that word, but it wasn't intended to be like um, artificially kind of no, 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 something no. that, you, yeah. you know, yeah. It's more like, can you make more chances to connect with someone that you might vibe with? Mm. Yeah. I think you definitely can. It's 
I think that also goes back to that, like your personality trait. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Really, when we think about it, we're social creatures. We only make relationships or friendships with other people if we feel that it's got some sort of purpose, like we get something out of it. That's what Mm. the basis of any relationship is. Um, It's whether or not you are making so many friendships that are worth keeping in the end. Like how do you maintain a friendship? So I talked about how I've consciously and subconsciously like let go of friendships. Do you guys have any, like from a male perspective, have you guys had any times where you've kind of let go of a relationship? So uh, I do. This was a high school friend who I was pretty close with, I'd say. Um, What was his name? (laughs) <laughs> you would and does he listen to the podcast yeah. i'm not sure if he does but Interesting. perhaps <laughs> let's hope so <laughs> <laughs> it was like it came out of nowhere to be honest because i thought we were all pretty tight and you know having a good time but one day on the way back from city we we're catching a bus he just exploded out of nowhere when me and my mate um, gave him some very modest advice about not talking shit about someone else because he would kind of bring up a lot of a lot of times about you know how this other girl was ruining his life and it was kind of on him as well but it was just really bad how bad he was talking about this person and it was just getting really annoying so I was like come on mate like let's let's stop this like let's talk about something else and then really, really reprimanded me and my mate about ganging up on him and um, putting ourselves on a high horse, like moral high horse. Were there any, horse. like, warning signs before that or was this just no, really out of nowhere? No, literally out of nowhere. Yeah. It just exploded. So that really took me back. I was, like, really shocked. Um, my mate was shocked, obviously. I didn't really know what to do about it. And I think, like, it was a week or so after, um, we were catching up again and then he exploded again like a similar kind of topic and this time he he pretty much uh blackmailed me saying that he will kind of take his life if he if i don't if i don't kind of support him or if i'm not like his friend as he sees it to him friend is someone that would always support you regardless of your kind of intentions or your values and like that's not right this is not what a friend is. A friend is someone that actually calls you out if if you're in the wrong. Mm. Like, should be someone that kind of puts you back on the path, I'd say. And if they don't accept it, then so be it. And he didn't. Yeah. It was really hard for me and my group of friends because we had like a few of us kind of in this shit storm yeah. <laughs> where he was blackmailing us about, you know, taking his life and all that. And we didn't really want to distance ourselves too much because if we do, what could happen? You never know. Like, he was in a very emotionally um, unstable period his parents were involved as well why yeah why that was happening or was he willing to share like that portion of his life with you like why he was in such an emotional state i i don't know if i ever got to the answer but i think it's related to him and his family yeah um but also his the way that he um kind of connected with other girls that were not necessarily great for him Mm. Mm. Um, Do you yeah. still keep in contact with him? No, I don't. So yeah. how did you guys end that friendship? So the friendship that I was talking about before, um, 
pretty much like I've ended it by just ghosting, I guess. Yeah. We've yeah. kind of just ghosted each other and then kind of just gotten the hint. Yeah. I suppose. Um, but we, you know, it's not like you've, I've unblocked her. So I've blocked her and I've like cut her out completely. Mm. How did you kind of come to that realization and kind of, yeah. Firstly, how did you come to the realization that this is not a good friendship for you to be having? And then how yeah. did you end that friendship? Was it like a formal sort of like a romantic relationship breakup where you actually talked about <laughs> it or was it you were just distancing yourself from them and kind of ghosting them? Yeah. So f- when I realized that it was not right anymore is kind of when I f- just started feeling a bit queasy inside and I was really stressing about it. And obviously like that blackmail was a no-go, just didn't sit right with me. Had a chat with my mates who were also blackmailed as well. And just like, nah, like this can't, can't anymore. Like we try to support him from afar, like not kind of getting too involved, but like making sure that he's all right mm. um, through his family and all that. But nah, just couldn't do it anymore. And so it just dropped out, like just stopped communicating with him. They, he wasn't putting in the effort. He wasn't putting in effort either. trying to yeah. initiate it either. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, he wasn't really putting in any effort really. He was taking taking and taking, that's all. Yeah. So I wasn't really in for that. To be honest, it was a would have been more of a waste of time and energy and would have made me more toxic. It was just like <clears throat> a lot of toxic atmosphere yeah. in there um, that he really had to solve himself because the more that I try to give him unsolicited slash solicited advice about things um, and trying to really um, contain it. He just burst out more and you never know he's going to break. Like, you know, like never know he's going to go on an outburst. So it was really scary, to be honest. Have you guys had similar experiences or? Is there anyone that you've kind of lost touch with over time? Um, Not not intentionally. There's been many friendships which have organically fizzled out just yeah. because we don't have that much in common. But there's yeah. never been a specific event where I've tried to cut someone out because we I didn't like them or they did something traumatic. It's more just been we haven't clicked that much, so we've stopped messaging. So, mm. um, yeah, I've been quite lucky in that sense. I've been quite lucky with my friendships. They're all quite wholesome. Yeah. You're a wholesome guy. Thank you. You're wholesome, wholesome friendships. <laughs> all right. So we've talked a lot about, you know, friendships with convenience from school. And then as an actor, uh, sorry, and as, as an adult trying to actively put in um, the time and effort to make those friendships or to make, I guess, to maintain friendships. Yep. Yeah. Probably not make friendships, but maintain them. Um, so it seems like as we get older, there's kind of a switch in our head that flicks whether or not we want to make an effort to maintain those friendships, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, Kaveh, you in particular strike me as someone who's always been very social. And who makes friends quite easily for as long as I've sort of known you, say, year 10 onwards. Yep. Do you think, and, you know, this is sort of seen particularly through all your travels, whether or not that's on exchange or solo travels. Yep. Um, Would you say that's accurate? Um. No, it was freaking hard. Really? Okay. Do you you think that you were always, you always sort of had that sort of social um, inclination about you or do you think that it's something that you really, really had to work on and be really conscious about? Um, I had, I've always had the want to meet people and to get to know different people, which has helped a lot. But I'd say I wasn't the best at introducing myself to people and connecting to people. 
Um, I think especially for us, like having migrant parents and going to a selective school in the hills, like we lived in a bubble. Yeah. Like, we were a really big fat Definitely. bubble with thick walls. So after high school, I was like, fuck, like <laughs> how do you talk to people? Like, What do you say? Because in high school, all we talked about was uh, like the usual stuff like um, exams, our friendship groups, like whatever was happening at school, but nothing that outside of those like four walls of the school grounds. Yeah. So then after high school, I was like, man, this is going to be really hard. Um, and I think I found it even harder when I was traveling because I felt the stereotype of being Australian. I had to have blonde hair, oh, blue yeah. eyes, I had to surf. Yeah. Otherwise, people would look at me like a... Like, who's this yeah. dude? <laughs> Who are you? Are you this even from Australia? Ambiguous guy. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with him? Why is he talking like an Australian? <laughs> um, so, no, it was, I don't know if hard was the right word, but I didn't, I always felt in the back of my mind like I was, um, I don't know if imposter is the right word, but yeah, I sure. felt like I, I was always the outsider. But I think over time, like the more you do it and the more I put myself into like different discomfort zones by like going up to strangers in hostels or meeting people at parties and stuff then i found it easier and easier but no it definitely was (laughs) definitely was hard the first few times and then like after all things it gets easier um the more you do it and the more you figure out hey maybe i shouldn't say that maybe i shouldn't do this i'll just do this instead Mm. um and you sort of navigate yourself through it do you find that you found sort of a formula for it um Cavs formula. Yeah, I would I would <laughs> sure. genuinely love to know like how you kind of went from finding making friends uh tricky to becoming more comfortable with it. It wasn't like a like I didn't watch like a YouTube video of like <laughs> ten ways to meet people <laughs> at a party or friendships something. Friendships for dummies. Friendships for dummies. No, I think it was more just I just kept throwing myself out of my comfort zone and being around diverse people where I could. Like my first job out of high school was at Grilled. And that was oh, the real. Oh, like, I remember that. Oh, shock! Yeah, I used to love it. Max said something. <laughs> Wait, just trying to spruik it with everything. Yeah, yeah. Anything no. would be like, you know where we should go for dinner. You yeah. know where it makes great food. <laughs> yeah. Grew at Macquarie Centre. Yeah, I still love it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> no, well, like I went there and I met people who were like nothing like me, like people who studied arts and did music and filmography, and yeah, people who dropped out of school in year ten and. That was when I was like, fuck, I don't know. Like, what did you say? Like, hey, like, I'm Cav. Like, hey, I'm yeah. Cav. <laughs> With your awkward handshake. Yeah, love it. Um, no, it's just doing it over and over again and eventually you figure out how to swim and how to talk. And So in that um, respect, it, it wasn't so much um, friendship based on convenience. It wasn't just because you guys worked at the same place that you kind of became friends. It was very much you had to put in that effort and ask them questions. Yeah, I'd say in that first job, I was there for six months and I didn't make that many close friends. It was more friendships out of convenience. Mm. Like we got along and we were very friendly, but it was never like we would hang out outside of work. Yeah. Um, No, but it wasn't until um, I just kept doing it more often. Um, I think after second year, I went to... Peru for three weeks by myself and the goal for that was actually I wanted to just throw myself in like that far out of my comfort zone and just meet people from like all over the world and figure out if I can actually make friends from different backgrounds yeah and then I went there and had 
like a good time, like met lots of people and was able to connect to people from all different cultures. I sort of actively avoided Aussies overseas because they are a special breed of people usually. That's really different to what Um, people normally do. Yeah, it's... I would say hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But I don't think I'm like a... Like, we're not traditional Aussies. Like, I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Like... I don't drink like ten VBs every day. You like, just drink Teds. Oh, yeah, I drink Teds. I get Asian flush after <laughs> half a beer, so I'm gonna get plastered every single night. <laughs> um, I definitely actively chose English-speaking people so that I could talk to them. Yeah, that's fair. but and avoided the Spanish-speaking groups because <laughs> would have been a Can't struggle. Can't keep up, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I just naturally took to people who had a persona about them, where they seemed like they were quite friendly and open. And I proactively chose those people to connect to. And you can tell pretty easily. Yeah. Um, usually when they're not wearing like a backwards cap and a singlet and <laughs> a six pack, I would avoid, avoid those people for sure. Um, uh, so I guess that is, I guess, just choosing people in my own comfort zone. If Because it's yeah. people that I think have similar personality traits to me. Yeah. Even though they're from different Or even if it's subconsciously, you're like, this is the sort of demographic I'm going to try and be friends with. They're yeah. young um they're you know in their 20s x y and z you're not gonna be like all right there's a 40 year old peruvian yeah. man i'm gonna try yeah. and him. challenge yourself out <laughs> of the comfort gonna zone be, yeah, it's gonna be a great chat <laughs> <laughs> i mean like have you guys ever had that experience where you did reach out to someone out of your comfort zone and somehow connected it's like shit there's someone that i didn't expect will be someone i vibe with but I'm glad I did that. Yeah, I think I have. So I I had really bad, I don't think FOMO is the word for it, but just like fear of being alone almost, mm. like in terms of friendships. Yeah. And I had to, I almost made it a resolution a couple of years ago to try to just like not be so self-conscious and afraid to go to events by myself. If there's something I really wanted to go to, if no one else wants to go to it, fuck it, I'm going to go by myself sort of thing. Um, so I've been to concerts on my own. I've been to stand-up on my own now. Mm. There was one instance where I was I was supposed to go to a Taylor Swift concert with someone mm. um, and that fell through. And then I was supposed to go with my sister and then she said yes and then accidentally double booked and she had uh-huh. tickets to something else. So it was getting closer and closer to the concert date. I didn't want to waste a ticket, so I ended up selling it through Gumtree. Ended up right. selling it to like a 70-year-old white guy, old oh. man, a 70-year-old old man who when I met him to like sell the ticket, um, I thought he was going to give it to his like granddaughter or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, who's the ticket for? And he was like, oh, it's for me. I go to, I try to go to concerts, just like one of any concert that I can just oh. to like explore the music. Yeah. And wow. he was like, I've been to Justin Bieber concert. I went to the Weekends concert. I've seen <laughs> Rihanna. I've seen Nelly. Like he was amazing. So I ended up going to the concert with him um, and we were chatting and he was like, oh, I live I live in Linfield. I used to go to um, Macquarie Boys High, which is down the road from me. Like I know this and this and I, you know, he was telling me about his job. I was telling him about my job. It was actually a really, really good experience because we kind mm. of just sat and we talked just about our completely different lives. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think you have to be the same sort of demographic or even same sort of yeah. um, common traits because me and him, we had no common traits mm. besides the fact that he went to high school. 
you know, in the 70s down the road from where I live. <laughs> That's a connection. Of, That's yeah. how you start, strike up a conversation. Obviously, like, we're not yeah. friends yeah. now. Like, we don't stay yeah. in touch or anything. But yeah. it, it was a really, really good, you know, sporadic chat throughout a two-hour concert. And I'm sure it was for him as well. Yeah. And I think that's why he did it because he just wanted to form those relationships and form those, like, just know more about people. Yeah, definitely. What an amazing guy. Yeah, he was – his name is Mudgy. His name, I think Mudgy. his name was David, but he was like, everyone calls me Mudge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool dude. Love it. He was a really cool dude. <laughs> I hope he's a fan of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's someone that like you feel is cool? Like, you know, like cool is like a very subjective word, but mm, yeah. someone that you might want to be friends with, but may not be someone that you usually vibe with. Yeah. Cool as in like they have a just like cool vibe that's a little bit intimidating. Is yeah. That cool what you mean? I think so. Like someone that you wouldn't usually be able to hang out with or speak with or you're not comfortable with in Australia, but because you're overseas you're in a completely different kind of state of mind. This is what I call the ex- exchange mindset yeah. or the exchange spirit where you go on exchange and you're just a completely different person. Um, you're really out there. And have you kind of felt that when you were in Peru and did you kind of act on that at all? Sort of that chance to reinvent yourself sort of thing? Yeah, I think it's it's maybe that's where it comes from. But like the bottom line is you're just doing something that you don't usually do in Australia. Mm-hmm. Because Australia, it's all about routine and you're just very, very comfortable. But once you kind of break that routine, I think it's so much easier to do things that, shit, I actually always wanted to try this. Like maybe bungee jumping or maybe hanging out with a completely different group of people. Maybe you wanted to hang out with those guys with their <laughs> baseball cap, kind of, you know, <laughs> turn around the other way, six pack. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think going overseas, like it's not real life because you have... Like, you have that card you can pull of, like, oh, I'm just traveling here. Do you mind if I hang out with you? Yeah. So, you always have an excuse to hang out with different people. Um, but that's definitely happened a few times where I've hung out with people I definitely normally would not hang out with in Australia. Um, but I think everyone has those experiences as well when they're overseas. What, what about you guys? I think I have, yeah, definitely. Like, especially when I was traveling in Europe um, and I was traveling on my own. And, yeah, it's just kind of go to hostels and you don't really find anyone that is your kind of person that makes sense yeah. and then there's a group of people kind of going to like a pub crawl or something so you kind of just go hey yeah. go. then you kind of just meet these very different types of people like i met a lot of germans and i never met a german i think that are from germany like native germans um in my life and i realized how dry the humor is and i fucking love it <laughs> <laughs> and they have this thing i think this is a czech thing but um you have to make eye contact when you um, yeah. Cheers. Cheers, yeah. Otherwise, seven, seven is about sex. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. And I always do that now. I, I'm just like telling my friends, "Yo, come on, mate. <laughs> Eye contact." <laughs> oh, I, I knew that. I thought it was just like bad luck or disrespectful. I didn't realize that's what it was. Well, it is bad luck and disrespectful. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's very specific to this. <laughs> I didn't realize like it had a specific like, yeah. thing for it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess this is a question for both of you. How much do you, of that personality that you had overseas, making those friends and having those opportunities to not reinvent yourself, but um, kind of present a new personality trait of yourself, like that kind of outgoing personality trait? How much of that do you think that you brought back to Australia with you after your travels? 
Oh, I found it so hard too. Like I try to trick myself into thinking that I can, like, but it wore off probably within a week, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I was still quite excited. It's like, oh, actually, you know, I can do this. I can get out of my comfort zone so much more easily. I can go to this party on my own or I can hang out with these people. Um, but no, it just, it just died. And really, yeah, it really did. Um, and that's why I want to travel again. <laughs> One of the reasons why actually, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's kind of magical. It's almost mm-hmm. like, it's almost like a potion and yeah. maybe that's what <laughs> the potion. It's a potion. Yeah. It's like, a potion. Like you're kind of leveling up your, your confidence levels and yeah. your willingness to try new things and your excitement. Yeah, it's true. like, you're very excited about life. That's yeah. That's a good way to put it. I think. Yeah. And almost just you, you're carefree. You don't have mm. the worries of like work and all mm. that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Kaveh? Um, I think it's given me confidence to definitely just go to parties alone. I don't enjoy it, but I know that I can do it at least <clears throat> and I'll be okay. Mm. Um, so that's one thing that I have taken away from it. The second big thing is that it really puts into perspective how much of a bubble we can live in sometimes. Like if you're part of a group and you're not a fan of them, but you think, well, this is what everyone talks about. Like if you're in a friendship based on convenience or based on like a, you were both part of a society or something. Um, and you realize, hang on, there are other people in the world who I actually connect with. Like I don't always have to be talking to people I don't necessarily like or bond with. I think that was really important just because it just, yeah, it just taught you like, you know, you don't have to have, there are so many people out in the world. You can make friendships based on pure, genuine connection rather yep. than just out of convenience. Yeah, completely agree. That's a really big lesson learned. Okay. So I kind of just wanted to ask as well, how do you, why do you think that we feel bad if we don't have lots of close friends? I feel like that's quite a common thing. People, they feel bad or they feel like maybe they're less of a person mm. if they don't have lots of close kind of ride or die friends. Why do you think that's such an issue? Or do you think it's an issue? Yeah, or well, I think it's just overemphasized by social mm-hmm. media. Like if you open your Instagram feed and you see like 12 people having fun at the beach. Yeah. Or if you, they did it now, they'd be a douchebag. But if they, <laughs> they like would be cut ago, from yeah. my friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, then so like you'd feel like, well, fuck, that looks like a lot of fun. I want to do that as well. Um, so I think social media plays a massive part into mm-hmm. it and having that FOMO of like you want to be having fun like all these people online, but you're not. Um, I think it's also just like a, a natural thing for us to want to have friends. Like just we, are, like you said before, we're social creatures. We want to connect to other people. So um, we feel bad if we're not connecting with other people as well. So I think it, it does play a factor. Hmm. How do you guys think that um, being like a medium to long-term relationship affects your friendship group <laughs> sizes? What do you mean by that? Do you that? still find that you having a long-term partner, do you find the need to have, you don't find the need to have as many friends or do you think it's affect your friendships at all? I reckon I've, I've seen it affect friendships definitely. Yeah. Like, what do you mean like affect friendships as in? So if say the boys. The boys. Yep. The boys <laughs> have been hanging out <laughs> and then one of the boys got into a relationship and that relationship kind of, 
takes a lot of time, right? And they got work, they got uni and all that stuff as well. So they got to juggle all that limited time they have. Are you talking about yourself or <laughs> someone else? No, it's not me. It's, it's <laughs> someone else. One of my mates, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like you just got to select. And I think when you have, when you have like a significant, significant other and you're prioritizing your significant other because they are a significant other, then it tends to be that you kind of deprioritize your friends. Mm. And I think a lot of the boys fall into that trap. <laughs> but once you kind of break out of a relationship, then kind of come back to hanging out with friends again and situation normal. But I think some people do actually lose friendships mm. because they deprioritize it so much that they just stop spending time with them. Maybe it's hard to connect with them so much more because they lose out on that shared experience mm. that you previously would have had. Yeah. I think being in a relationship with someone, it changes uh, the l- quality of friendships that you have with other people. I don't think mm. it necessarily changes how many friends you have. Um, if anything, it can mean that you have more friends because you meet all of their friends and that he mm. meets all of or they meet all of your friends yep. mm. through work or uni or whatever it is. Um, I think that it can change the quality of the friendships you have because your significant other in a lot of friendships circles, um, they become your best friend or they become your closest confidant. Mm. So things that you, if you weren't in a relationship that you might talk to your friends about, there's like vulnerable moments. Yeah. You kind of save them just for that significant other. Yeah. Rather than if you weren't in a relationship, you might talk to your close friends about it. Yeah. Mm. I think it changes the quality of your relationships. Um, I'm not sure if it's for the better or not, but yeah, I think it changes it in that respect, which is why I think when you break up with someone, that's why it becomes so hard because it's you've both lost a romantic partner, but also you've lost yeah. your closest friend. Yeah. It's really definitely a double whammy. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. It can depending how you prioritize it, you can end up having less friends, like Leo said, if you prioritize your partner and don't spend enough time with the boys, as like Leo would say, <laughs> um, or just your mates. Um, but you can also have more friends because then you meet your partner's friends and their friends' friends and things like that. So it's just, um, it's on to you how you decide to prioritize it. But I definitely agree with you in that you, because you reserve a lot of the personal stuff for your partner, then you don't necessarily need an outlet through, which would have traditionally been your friends. Like you can just, um, that friendship doesn't necessarily need to be as, you know, intimate and um, supportive. It should still be supportive, obviously, but it doesn't need to have that, obviously, to communication all the time because you have your partner as well for that. So. You're kind of missing those opportunities to become closer friends with your friends yeah. because you're reserving that for your partner Definitely. instead. That's mm. the way to put it, yeah. for sure. So it's like a choice you have to make. Yeah. When you have yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's like the Matrix. Um, okay, mm. so last question: Would you? So friendships are, you know, they go both ways. You give and you take from a friendship, and that's why friendships might end because you realize that the other person's only taking. You're not getting anything from that friendship. Would you guys be friends with yourself? So not a doppelganger of yourself. <laughs> How would you judge yourself? Are you a good friend? Sort of right. thing. <laughs> I think I would probably lose touch with myself <laughs> because we just wouldn't reach out to each other as often. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm the one that just 
listens in a conversation most of the time. I'm the one that responds to messages, not necessarily initiate, doesn't organize events. I would go to events. Um, So yeah, if I try to become my own friend, I think we'll just literally lose touch unless we're in the same friendship group and there's an opportunity, convenient opportunity to Mm -hmm. connect again. Then we'll probably vibe. But if not, I don't think so. Would you classify yourself as a good friend? Therefore, (laughs) therefore, I'm not sure if I'm really a good friend. Okay. I think I'm a good friend when you're in touch with me, but I don't think I make enough effort to maintain that connection. So I don't feed it when it's not convenient. I think I feed it when it is convenient. Mm. Um, I think sometimes I do, but it's just not enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's like sometimes you're like, oh, sporadically, I just want to catch up with someone. And then, oh, I thought about you. Let's just catch up. Or like, oh, you're in a city as well. Let's catch up. So it's like, it's like that. I like to spend spontaneous catch ups, but I don't really kind of go two weeks in advance. I've got to book this shit in. Got to have a group of friends, five of us together, book this place, organize a fucking day. You know what I mean? Like, just don't do that. Um, but maybe I need to do more of that to be a better friend. Mm. About you, I think I'm the same as you in that I am not proactive as much as I would like to be with my friendships. Um, I think once I'm there, I can be quite present and I can be a good friend, but it's a case of, well, I can always improve, which I think everyone can. Mm. Would you be friends with yourself? Or like a version (laughs) of yourself? (laughs) What will we talk about though? (laughs) I mean, I guess we could talk about basketball for a while. That could be fun. Um, I think so. I think yeah. I, yeah, I think I um, like people that are quite friendly and open. Mm. I think I'm quite like that as well. So, yeah. What about you? I think I would be fr- become f- like fast friends initially just because, you know, convenience, uh, common interests, common sense of humour. I think... If I spent too much time with myself, though, or someone who was similar to myself, I would get annoyed and be like, "No, she's too, she's too opinionated. She's mean." <laughs> Are you <laughs> she's mean? A, she's a dartboard in her room. <laughs> um, what a weirdo! Both of you have dartboards, right? <laughs> yeah, we both have dartboards with our own faces on it. Um, I feel like over time, I don't know that I would be friends with myself, mm. or, or that I would want to maintain that friendship with myself. But I think that's just me being very self-critical yeah. of myself. Yeah, fair. Mm. yeah, true. It's also arrogant if we're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking best <laughs> color. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trick question. It is a yeah. It is a trick question. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not today, Florence. We will not fall for this trap. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this friendship episode of the Lifestyle Regulars. Uh, thank you for joining me today, Leo. And a very big thank you to our guest, Kavei. Thanks um, for having me. If anyone listening has any questions, comments, or feedback, you can send the regulars a DM through the Instagram page. The handle is Lifestyle Regulars Podcast. Thank you again for listening, and we will catch up with you friends again next time. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I caught you out. Okay. <laughs>